As always, um, this morning it is my privilege to stand here in, in front of you. I know I say this very often, but I've learned a long time ago. Um, someone taught me an invaluable lesson, and I will repeat it over and over and over again. Sometimes we, we earn the right to speak. And then there's a lot of times we have to work to earn the right to be heard. And I know I've stood here before, and so, has, so have others that are not pastor. And on behalf of every one of us that have ever stood here, except for pastor who's earned that right over and over again, I want to thank you that you have given us the right to be heard. And you, didn't, you, you don't have to listen to us, but indeed you do. And so we want to thank you for that. And I speak for myself and everyone else, including the worship team standing here, and everyone else that has come up and done everything. Thank you so much. Because as leaders, we think it, it's our right to be heard. No, it's our right to speak. Because God has called us to be leaders. But this morning, thank you so much that I've earned the right to be heard. And having said that, now you don't have a choice but to hear <laughs> to what I have to say this morning. And over the last couple of weeks, you, you've been here and you've heard what Pastor was speaking about. And he was speaking about the capacity and building capacity and understanding capacity. And last week he said he wanted to kind of bring everything to a close. Um, but I'm going to throw in one more thing there. And hopefully when he comes back, he throws in a little bit more, <laughs> and then we close it off. Is that okay? Right. And before we get into the, into the Word, I just want to, there's a couple of things that, that I want to allude to that pastor said that, that actually stuck with me. He said, the, one of the things he said, he said, capacity is the size that God gave us, or the size that God has given us. And limit or limitations is the size that we gave ourselves. And that there's a difference between our capacity and our limit. We operate to our limit, which might not always be our capacity. And we find out later that we are able to do so much more and accomplish so much more because we limited ourselves to what God has never limited us to. And then he said, pain will push you into capacity you never knew existed. And you have to love all of life, and pain comes with life. And if there's any one of you sitting here before me today that has not, never experienced pain before, let me tell you how lucky you are. And you don't know how lucky you are if you've never experienced pain, because pain hurts. It is painful. Have you ever stomped your toe? Unforeseen stomp. The Lord knows if I wasn't saved. <laughs> and the Lord knows if you had not been saved. The words that would come out of your mouth. But we, we also understand, and he went ahead and he said, last week he spoke about three types of capacity. He spoke about crisis capacity, identity capacity, and he spoke about exposure capacity. And that was a while for me. And this morning I just want to, add a little on there and for a few minutes speak about people capacity. Do you have the capacity to deal with everyone that God has ever purposed to walk into your life, whether they were there to stay or whether they were just there to leave? But you had to build the capacity to deal with what they came with. <laughs> and so we need to understand that not everyone that comes into our lives are there for, a, for the rest of our lives, and some of them come to fulfill a purpose which filters into our purpose, which increases our capacity. But if we don't understand that some people are there, even the ones that the moment you met them, you wish you never met them. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know everyone goes through that, that point in life where you meet people, five minutes later you realize, I never should have met you. My life was actually more than okay before I met you. 
But not for one moment did you think that maybe it was God orchestrated for you to meet someone that was supposed to show you something, that was supposed to feed into your purpose, that was supposed to improve and enlarge and increase your capacity. And, and oftentimes, and we'll go into the Word of God in just a moment, and oftentimes, one of the things, one of the people that we meet at times is a home affairs official. Now you, now you know as well as I do, our lives will be better off having never met a home affairs official. But we have to wake up early in the morning and go stand in a long line. The next person is the person that works in the bank and you're standing in line and they come past you and they ask you, what are you here for? In line. But the fact of the matter is, whether you like it or not, if everything is in order and you have everything that you needed, those people are just there to irritate you, number one, so you're building capacity to withstand irritation. Secondly, they are there to teach you patience. The third one, and I know my mom and my, for those of you also learned, and my mom-in-law shares this, for people having to go to the day hospital for their checkups. And when they are dishing out numbers, <laughs> and you missed your number. And we have to understand that all of these people we meet for a specific reason. And as much as we think that we've overcome certain things and we've built the capacity, we meet people and we realize we have not built the capacity to deal with the things that these people come with. And again, it's easy to deal with the things that we have built the capacity for. Right? Again, one of the things that I have capacity for is sport. Now, I can watch sport a whole Saturday and then watch the highlights of the sports that I just watched live. <laughs> and, and, and listen to me, nothing in there will frustrate me at all. You know why? Because I have the capacity to deal with all of that. I do not have the capacity, for instance, to deal with when my car breaks down. I hate it and I panic. And when someone tells me it's going to take this amount of time, I don't like hearing that. But I figure out and I figured out that everyone needs to build capacity for people who have come into their lives to teach them something about something that they don't want to be taught about. Let's go. Please turn with me in the Bible, in your Bibles, and we're going to the book of Numbers, chapter 20. The book of Numbers, chapter 20. And we'll read from, and I'll read from verse 1. If you have it, say amen. I also just want to say, I am not going to make you stand for the reading of the word because I heard some bones crackle last week when pastor said, can we stand for the reading of the word? It took a few minutes for people to just... <laughs> so I'm not going to do that to you. It says, in the first month, the whole Israelite community arrived at the desert of Zin and they stayed at Kadesh. Kadesh means Holy. So they came together and now they were all together in the place of holiness. It says, there Miriam died and was buried. Now there was no water for the community and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses and said, if only we had died when our brothers fell dead before the Lord. Why did you bring, us, bring the Lord's community into this wilderness that we and our livestock should die? Where did you bring... Why did you bring us out of Egypt to this terrible place? <laughs> How can you be in a place of holiness and still feel terrible? 
Are you in the, the place of holiness? And the same hatred that you came in with is still prevalent in your heart. Mm-mm-mm. Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance to the tent of meeting and fell face down, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord said to Moses, take the staff, and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly together. Speak to that rock before their eyes, and it will pour out its water. You will bring water out of the rock for the community so that they and their livestock can drink. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence just as he commanded him. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock, and Moses said to them, Hey, no, Moses, what can they now do? Listen, you rebels. Must we bring you water out of this rock? And can you see there is a question mark after that? So Moses is antagonizing them. Number one, he's calling them rebels. And number two, he is antagonizing them. Then Moses raised his arm. Sorry. Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out and the community and their livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I give them. These were the waters of Meribah. Meribah is the place of quarrel and strife. You'll get it in a moment. Where the Israelites quarreled with the Lord and where he was proved holy among them. So the water that flowed from the rock was the same water that in the previous part, God gave them water because in that place, they quarreled before the Lord, but then the Lord appeared to them and was seen as holy. And this was the same water from the same place. And it will make sense in just a moment. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word, O God. I pray in the name of Jesus, O God, that everything that proceeds out of my mouth, O God, will be the word, O God, given unto me. I pray, Father God, that there will be a divine connection, O God, between your mouth, your heart, Father God, and the hearts of your people. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Now, we, we know that in life, the one thing that is inevitable is we need to deal with people. Not so? Now, whether that is your spouse, your children, they include people. You are people. And how many of you have ever had a conversation with yourself about anything? How did it feel? How many of you, when you have this conversation with yourself, it starts out okay because you want to, you know, pump up yourself, but then it takes a sideways turn to the things that you ought to be doing or ought to have done, but you are not doing, or is it just me? And then you start out saying, oh, you look good, you look good, and then it is about, but what are people going to think? What are people going to say? And sometimes, most of us have matured through some of those things, but it's not always easy. But the one thing that is inevitable is we need to deal with people. And if I were to ask you also, how many of you like to deal with people? Yes? No? Maybe? I know a few people who do not like to deal with people because not all of us have the capacity to deal with the issues that people come with. And yesterday I had the pleasure of having a conversation with someone who I actually learned, I I knew this for a while, but this person actually, the care for people is genuine. 
But when people start saying what is going on, this person kind of just, oh. And it's not a bad thing because the care is genuine. And it happens with all of us. And so we ask Pastor Amanda, are you okay? And we hope that she is just okay. Because if Pastor Amanda starts saying that she's not okay, that's the moment that we realize that we don't actually have the capacity to deal with what Pastor Amanda is coming with. And we regret having ever asked Pastor Amanda how she's doing. And then when we realize that we don't have the capacity to deal with what Pastor Amanda is coming with, our go-to is Scripture. You'll get it in just a moment. So our go-to is, Pastor Amanda, you know what? The Lord knows all things. And, and I know it seems like this season you are going through might be a difficult season, but I know that there's a better season coming. And, and, and listen to me, and there might not be anything wrong with it, but you and I know that that was just a little bit of wallowing, waffling. Because we realized in that moment that we might not have the capacity. And the capacity might just be when Pastor Amanda opens her mouth, she says, actually, my shoe broke in church. And it was my favorite pairs of shoes. And now we have to go to a, a lunch date after this and I don't have a pair of shoes. And Pastor Heather, wearing the same size as Pastor Amanda, who also has an extra pair in her car boot. But the problem is, but the problem is, she bought that shoes only yesterday. Now, listen to me. <laughs> Again, it's easy because we've built the capacity to give things that are old and used. But we have not built the capacity for things that are new which have not been used by us. Ah, it's easy to give away a TV that only plays certain channels. And it's easy to give away a TV that still has a duck cup. And I'm not throwing shade at anyone. But the fact of the matter is, if church is a safe space, and everyone that comes to church is in need of something, have we built the capacity to deal with the people that come to church and the problems that come with the people that come to church? Because again, you just bought or you just picked up the TV on your way to church. And someone says, the only thing that I hope God blesses me with is a new TV. Do you have the capacity to say, babe, I what is no good. Can we bless someone with it? If not, it means that we have not built the people capacity to the point where we can deal with everything that people are going through. Everyone, every one of us, everyone has problems. And no one is exempted from problem. And I realized after giving my wife the gist of what I wanted to speak about this morning, and she said a couple of things, and I, and I changed the title of my message. And I was going to speak about something a little different, but then I understand the importance of There is no purpose 
without people. You cannot fulfill your purpose without dealing with people. Now, some of us would prefer to deal with things because things cannot talk back. So it's easy. I'll make a couple of points, explain my case, explain my theory, go into Moses, I'll sit down. You see, when you, when you again, when you buy a new TV, you go back home, you plug it up, there's a problem. You either can go on Google, you take out the booklet that comes with it, and you troubleshoot the problem. And before long, the TV acts in the way that when you bought it, you anticipated the TV to act. It's the same color, it's the size, everything works perfectly in the way the manufacturer said that it would work. Now our manufacturer, when he created us, he gave us everything that we needed to fulfill our purpose, he gave us all the love that we would need. The only problem he never gave the people who we need to journey with is the book on how to handle us. And so now, the only way I can figure out how to handle you is if I journey with you. And here, this very God sends you along my way and I have not even yet figured out myself how I operate. What are my strengths and my weaknesses? What makes me tick? And so in trying to fulfill the purpose which God has called me for, I struggle because I cannot deal with the people that God has put in my path or on my path because I can't even begin to deal with me. And so every day, you go to work and you encounter people. You go to school and you encounter people. And I know there are times when you got to the office or you got to school and you did a little hop skip to get away from people. You know, because there are just some people that you know that if you see them today, your day might be spoiled. But let me tell you this, God has a weird sense of humor. Because the very person you have been running away from the whole day, God will orchestrate a way in that week that you have no choice but to sit down with that very same person. Listen to me. And then you feel stupid because it's Thursday and if you had only... Let me speak to people on this side. If you had only taken the time to speak to that person on Monday, the meeting on Thursday would have been so much better. And so this is it. And so something that is part of your purpose, that that purpose, that purpose that that person was linked to, that you could have fulfilled on Monday, God had to extend to Thursday. Oh. Because every person, good or bad, that God has ever sent on your journey is there for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we know that people frustrate us. Now let's look at Moses. And we don't have time to go into the whole story and the whole life of Moses, but you know what Moses have been through or what Moses went through. Moses' life starts in a way that it builds his capacity without him even knowing. Moses is born at the time where they are killing all the baby boys. And his mother puts him in a little reed basket and puts him on the Nile. And instead of God getting 
another Israelite to save Moses and take him out of Egypt, God says, I'm going to start building your capacity before you can have an understanding of what capacity is. And I'm going to place you in the middle of the enemy's house. We don't want to build capacity with our enemies. We only want to build capacity with the people who we know as close associates. And the problem is, sometimes God has to make us like a baby, remove our understanding of circumstances so that He can place us in the midst of our enemies so that our capacity can be enlarged. What do I mean? How many of you know a prophet called Jeremiah? How many of you? Now I just want to see how many of you read your Bible. (laughs) How many of you know what Jeremiah's nickname was? The weeping prophet. Have you ever read his life and you ever know why they call him the weeping prophet? He was a crybaby. And you know why they call him the weeping prophet other than being a crybaby? It's because he was what you call a man who wore his heart on his sleeve. Jeremiah was one of the most emotional men ever. If someone walked past him and said, I like your shoes, is it? Do you want them? I can picture that. Because everything that the people of God did and didn't do when Jeremiah instructed them a word from God, he would go back and he would weep. The Bible describes that weeping as an intimate weeping. And so God took Jeremiah, a brave hoe for alles, and puts him amongst a people that does everything they should not be doing. God takes Moses, a prophet that could not speak properly, and puts him in the midst of people that's always looking for an answer. Now imagine if you would. You know me, I like creating pictures, mind maps. How many of you have ever had a conversation with someone that keeps talking the whole time? Like, like they keep talking, right? Okay. Right. And, and you, you barely get the word in. It goes like, it, it, it goes like this. Um, uh, what is that dot there? You see that dot there? It's actually not a dot. You see, that dot was formed there because of this. Remember when, when, when Asher ran into the house two weeks ago and he fell and he dropped a little bit of juice there and then I went and I went to go fish. That's, and this whole story is like, okay, but what is the dot? Right? And you barely get the word in. And what about the, having a conversation with people that mumble? You know what mumbling is? When, when you ask them, listen, what did you do last week? And when we went there, oh, it was just... Uh, and, and you are too scared to ask the question again. And my wife always reminds me, all I do is just... Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> and, and, and then we walk away. The, now, now, now listen to me. Now, now listen to me. Those two examples represent the people at the time of Moses. We had people that kept talking. Every single day, the moment they woke up, they had complaints. And on the other side, you have Moses that had a speech impediment that couldn't talk. He did not want to speak. But you had people standing up. They got up in the morning. Where's Moses? I had no sin. Where's Moses? Mosey! Mosey! And, 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 and listen to me. I know it because my kids shout for my wife 
every day. And she hates it. Because the one will be, Callum will be in his room and will say, Ami, Ami, I'm hungry. Ami, and we have two. We're talking about thousands of people looking for Uncle Moses every morning. And here comes Moses every day. He comes, he shares what the Lord tells him to share, and then they're not happy. And he has to go back, come back with a different answer, and they're still not happy. And now finally, they all move together after a whole lot of headbutting and whatever they have been moving. And finally, they get to a place of holiness. And yet again, they rise up and they say to Moses again, now, now listen to me very carefully. The things that they keep telling Moses is not the first time that Moses has heard this. But it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt every time they tell you this. Now, personal story, I don't have it anymore. When I was in grade, I don't know why God did this to me, but he did it anyway. When I was in grade 10, 11, and 12, I had pimples right around here. Pimples right around here. And, and when I tell you, kids nowadays has got nothing on people. Kids nowadays are just silly. Back in the day, they were ruthless. And as you walked in by the school, they used to shout, Pacey butt! Pumple beard! Pumple beard! And then you came, you come through and I say, Pacey butt! I'll wear cardo! Pacey butt! And, and, and then you were like, okay, but, but this is uncool. This is uncool. And then when, when I was in grade 12, they had, en they had enough of that. And I don't know what I did one day. And they saw I have slightly elevated eyes. Big eyes. Slightly elevated, big eyes. And they didn't call me our eyes. So you sit there, and all they did was, woohoo, 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 woohoo. And listen to me, and you knew it was directed at you. Now, I also want to say a disclaimer. I was not innocent in these stories. I, no, 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 we must be very honest. I, I also did a couple of things to other people and, and said a couple of things. Um, so I don't want to make it sound like I just went, oh, God is going to get you. Uh, no, 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 no. What the? What the? What the? Mm-mm. 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 Steve Harvey teaches the following. He says, when you snipe at me, I'm going to snipe back. Because I'm not going to be the one that's going to go home and have a tummy ache and think of all the things I should have said to you at the time I had you in front of me. It's, I'd rather ask God for forgiveness afterwards. But if you come at me, I'm going to come at you. Now, now also, also God, God has worked on me. <laughs> God has worked on me a, a bit. My point is, it, it didn't make it any less hurtful. After a while, you start thinking, oh, can't someone else fall and break a nose or, you know, get knocked out cold in the school? Or can't something else happen? And lo and behold, that's why I say, God has a great sense of humor. And lo and behold, you come into the exam room again. Woo -woo. And, and these, these were just my friends. Well, I, they, they were my friends. And so what the Israelites told Moses, he had heard before. But it didn't make it hurt any less. Because remember, Moses has been hearing this from the day they left to the day, and you will see now, he snapped. Now, again, any male drivers here that has ever gotten lost finding a place? 
No female divers are passengers saying, I told you. <laughs> you, I told you it was down there. I told you it was down here. And then you kind, as a male diver, you kind of like act cool, trying to find the next way <laughs> to get there. <laughs> and, and you look at boards that say, you see, yeah. If you go around here, you get to the same place. Babe, listen, listen. The fact that we are five minutes late is proof that God maybe saved us from something else that we don't know. Come on, come on, come on. Listen, listen. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. But, and, and, I, and I'm trying to form this picture for you, that Moses, Aaron, and Miriam are leading these people. And every day, every step the year, you guys suck. You guys, hmm. you guys, why didn't you leave us there? We ate this when we were there. Now we're eating this. <laughs> you, we, we used to eat Romans or Domino's or whatever. Now you buy Dr. Utka. Who's Dr. Utka? We don't want that. We want a hot, warm pizza that was delivered. You used to order Uber Eats there. Yes, we worked hard and we were in slavery, but at least Uber Eats came around every second day. Now you ask us to go on our knees and pluck something out of the ground. Me, Moses, huh? <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Now, 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 you know, and, and please, uh, please, the Lord knows, I love women, but, but, but women. Listen, I'm not going to make as if there were no women, because it wasn't men. Like a guy would ask once or twice, uh, Mosey, where are we going? And Mosey would say, we, we go in there and say, okay, brah, but, I mean, can we make, and then it's the woman who went to the husband and says, go again. Go again. Go again. Go again. Go again. Go for Moses. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I can, <laughs> I can, I can picture that. that. But, you, but you have Moses hearing this day in, day out. And now at the end, they get to a place called Holiness. And again, they come before Moses and they say, listen, this is not on. And at this point, I think, when I read it over and over again, I thought that at this point, after those many years, Moses would have built up the capacity to deal with everything that these people could ever throw at him. That Moses would have built up the people capacity to deal with all the personalities that he was leading. And again, the Bible says, Moses and Aaron goes before the Lord. And the Lord says to him, go to, go to that rock, speak to the rock. And there's going to be water for everyone, pardon, but also for the livestock to, to drink. And it will sustain them for this period. And Moses hears that gets up from there after saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, gets up from there in the presence of the Holy One, takes the staff as instructed by the Most High God. Between that point And where they were, somewhere between those frustration, irritation, and despondency overwhelmed Moses so much that when he got to the meeting place, the first thing he could say was, you rebels. And I want you to understand that. We just sang. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
When we leave this place, someone comes up to us and say, Shayna, I wanted to ask you a long time, man. I'm in a bit of a pickle, man. Look here, for the next four Sundays, can't I get this? I, I don't want anything. I just want to lift with you, if that's okay with you. We just said, yes, Lord. And now we say, I have the capacity to deal with everything that is, and everyone that is in here. And the first thing Shayna thinks is, from where? Okay. Where do you stay? Say, no, no worries. No worries. I'll meet you somewhere where you come around. Okay, but I don't normally drive the same route every week. See where I'm going with this? See where I'm going with this? And Moses is in that point where Jesus says, You rebels. Do you want water from this rock? Ah! After everything. Must I give you water from this rock? And the Bible teaches us that now Moses is at the point of no return. And the Bible says that Moses strikes the rock twice. Twice. And water gushes forward from the rock. And the people who are there and their livestock still get water because God will always fulfill His promise. Always fulfill His promise. But Moses, by doing that, wrote himself out of his purpose because he couldn't have the capacity for people. You see, nowhere before then is there any mention of Moses not seeing the promised land. It was always destined for Moses to take the Israelites into the promised land. And God says to him, you allowed whatever you felt for the people because you didn't have the appropriate people capacity. You allowed the people to frustrate you to an extent that now I cannot trust you that you will have the capacity to deal with these people once they are living their promise. And as we all know, all Moses sees from afar is the promised land. But he never enters it. So what are you saying, Pastor Ricardo? I want you to understand that while you're building on discovering who you are and finding out your purpose, because each and every one of you here today, you have a God-given purpose. But while you are finding out what that pur purpose is, I want you to understand unequivocally that you will not be able to fulfill your purpose without dealing with people. People are part and parcel of fulfilling your purpose. And it doesn't matter. And we want to fulfill our purpose on the, in the hope that God would give us the right people but God gives us people, period. God gives us people, period. Because the people you currently have in your life, whether they are good or bad, might not be the people you would have chosen for yourself if you had a choice. Let me ask you one last question as I wrap up. If you think about your life for where it is right now, in the past, in the future, and what you can foresee happening, are there people in your life that you would never have wanted to meet, never be part of your purpose, 
But if you critically think about it, you can actually see the role they played in developing your purpose. I was, the, the leaders, when we were still at the other church, and I don't know if some of the other leaders um, remember, pastor said something profound to us. This was a couple of years back, and we were sitting upstairs. And I will never forget it, and he said, everyone, every single person has a Judas in their lives. Everyone. But everyone has the potential to become a Judas to someone else. Everyone. And if you sell people out to fulfill your purpose, you will always find that your purpose will remain unfulfilled until you make up for selling people out. And the most difficult thing to understand or comprehend is people who die without having fulfilled what God has called them to do. Building capacity. And my wife and I, we, we had a discussion about definitions and stuff. But, but building capacity, and like Pastor said, it's hard. But people are part of it. So you have to ask yourself, do you have the capacity to deal with people and all kinds of people? All kinds. Pastor also spoke, I think it was in week two or week three, when he says, everyone goes through a lender season and everyone goes through a borrower season. Can you deal with people when they are on a high? But can you deal with the same people when they are on a low? Because that same person that you could help when they were on a high and was part of your purpose are still the same people that form part of your purpose when they are on the low. If you look around at everyone that is here today, I promise you, if we make the time to hear what people are going through, most of us will start crying. Because the world has taught us to cover how we're really doing and how we're really feeling with proper, biblical, Christian-like answers. But I promise you, if we ask God to build and expand on how we deal with people, and we were to go around and ask people, what exactly is going on in your life right now? It would bring tears to your eyes. And so that's my message for today. When you look at people, I do not care how well they look. There's something going on there. And I don't care how bad they look. There's something going on there. And people look well put together because we have to fake. Because not everyone has the capacity to deal with me and what I'm going through. And so I'm not adding, per se, anything different to what Pastor was talking about because it's such a powerful series. But as we take into consideration as we build our capacity in the areas that Pastor mentioned. And again, I just want to say, all of those are available on the platforms that Pastor Hilton shares every week. Go and have a listen on YouTube and all of those other platforms. 
This is a powerful series because it allows us to think what the areas are that we are doing well in, in terms of our capacity, and what we are not doing well in. And people is one area that I think we're not doing well in. Because we are tape for other men's drama. Who's got time? And as a Christian, we say, No, I don't have time. No, but really, no, they must deal with their own drama. But because I've experienced it before, you know where the drama started? Because there was not a single cent to buy a loaf of bread. And the person who couldn't buy a loaf of bread was in church on Sunday. And no one asked, what is going on? And there was nothing to eat. And it became a thing just like that. It is my prayer that God would move in our hearts so much that the love that we have once experienced, that we can extend it to others and enlarge our capacity in such a way that we have the freedom and the liberty to pick up the phone to the people that God lays on our hearts after today and say, bro, sis, what is going on? And with this I end. How many of you have had a conversation with Pastor Lynn about what is going on in your life? The most amazing person you could ever have a conversation with. If you want to make you start speaking to someone, <laughs> I'm filling up a WhatsApps. Speak to Pastor Lynn. And she's got her own stuff going on. But I want to pray. And I want to steal Pastor, not steal, take some of Pastor Lynn's anointing oil and put it on the rest of us. Don't allow yourself to be written out of your purpose because you allowed people to frustrate you while you are on a journey to fulfill your purpose. Amen?